Hey, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it is, uh, what day is it? It's Tuesday, May 28th. I didn't have to look that up, I just knew it intrinsically. It was part of uh, who I am, I just know those kind of things. Let's do a little follow-up, shall we? So, you know, Tesla said, on busy days, at certain superchargers, you're only going to be allowed to charge up to 80%. And if you charge more than that, you're going to get these extra chargey charges. Usually something like a dollar a minute. That's like when you're plugged in and you're full and you're just sitting there and you went off to the movies. So, it turns out that the wife took uh, the son and a couple of the friends back up to college and went to lunch. And then I got a notification on my app saying, hang on a second here, you're about to get to 80% charge. Just know that it's a busy time. This is a busy supercharger. You're going to get charged. And it turns out that they were sort of right in the middle of lunch and they didn't get back to the supercharger until they were like at 90% charge. And I'm like, oh, this will be interesting. How much is this going to cost me? And I'm, it's okay if I give Tesla 10 bucks to help build another supercharger. That's good. That's fine. This will be a good experiment. Well, it turns out that the notification came up and it said, you know, we're going to charge you and it's going to be bad. We didn't get charged. So I wonder right now if they're just sort of using this as a notification scare tactic without the follow-up actual charge because that might tick some people off. Wouldn't be, su- wouldn't be surprised. It's also a bit of a problem, right, that if you really do need 100% charge because the next place you're going is more than 80% battery away, it's 100% battery away, then I would be pretty ticked if I couldn't charge all the way up without getting these increased charges. There's charge and there's charge. That's very confusing, but you know what I mean. And sometimes that's the situation that we run into with a car that's got about 295, but you know, really will only go 250 at freeway speeds and stuff. You need sometimes the full charge to do what you want to do next. I like what they're doing. I like the concept here, but I'm not sure this is the way to do it. Maybe they realize... But by not charging, it'll just get a few people off the supercharger. Now, it is important. If you don't need to be there for 100% charge, then don't because that last 20% is super slow, even on a supercharger. It's super slow. So you can get to 80% pretty fast, but that last 20% is forever. And this is something that I have to tell new Tesla owners all the time. Yeah, supercharger network's great, but the car gets really full. When it's really uh, getting up there past 80%, it's going to slow way down so the batteries don't explode. So uh, tell your friends. So you know, right, that I'm not afraid to call out other podcasts, other YouTube channels, and I want to call out Now You Know with Zach and Jesse. So this is a YouTube uh, show that goes over lots of Tesla things. Now, be careful. It's called Now You Know, but there's also a lot of other Now You Knows. Some of them are conspiracy theory shows. But they did a really good one on Maxwell and the batteries and the promise that is Maxwell when it comes to Tesla. And let's just sort of review that. We did talk about it on this show, but let's go over it again. So Maxwell's been around for a long time. Tesla bought them. They have this dry sort of uh, electrolyte thing which gives them 300 watt hours per kilogram, whereas Tesla is somewhere around 250, so about a 20% increase in energy density. Maxwell says that they've got a straight line root graph towards 500, which would be twice the energy density of the current Tesla batteries. If true, it would allow Tesla to basically start producing its own batteries in its own way and free it up from people like Panasonic, which is not necessarily bad because you know Panasonic has helped them out building Gigafactory and stuff and the such, but it's nice to be truly vertically integrated and own everything. Maxwell is also big on capacitors, and so what you could get is basically some sort of hybrid between having a big battery pack take you a long way and a capacitor for fast acceleration. So capacitors are really good at discharging very quickly, but batteries don't like to do that. 
So this could be a really, really big acquisition for Tesla, much bigger than I at first thought. But go listen to the full show of Now You Know and uh, check it out. It's really a, a great program. I like to shout out to these uh, other people doing their Tesla things. This is a good one. And did you see on the interwebs, did you see there's a little posting by Tesla in China and uh, they're going to do a super secret reveal event on Friday. And there's a picture of what looks like it could be a light or something or the side of a door. It looks like a vehicle. So now people are conjecturing like, well, what is this and why just for China? Because the message and everything was in Chinese. And so some people have supposed that Tesla is going to have a different version of the Model 3 in China or possibly even an entirely new version of car in China because it's a big market. It's the biggest auto market in the world. And obviously they're building a gigafactory there at incredible speeds that should be up and running even within a few months, which is crazy. So I don't think this will be something that we're going to see for the rest of the world, like a new truck or a new car or something that's going to be sold in other parts of the world. But it will be interesting to see what they have up there. So go check it out. Go do a little search Tesla China secret reveal thing and you'll see the image and see if you can work out what they're talking about. It probably is not just to say, hey, the factory is getting built really fast, faster than we thought. It is probably some variant, is my guess, or a lot of people's guess, some variant on the Model 3 specifically for the Chinese market. But, but, ladies and gentlemen, we'll see. And now a little story out of my home country of Australia, mate. So it turns out Australians are really into solar energy um, because it's expensive. Uh, electricity is expensive down there. And the grid has had some problems, which Tesla has been dealing with, helping to deal with, as it were. But uh, this is an article from Electric. And it says one in five homes, a rooftop solar installed. One in five? Holy de smoky. But here is the problem. Only 1% have been properly inspected by the regulator. And when they do inspect, they find one in six of these are substandard. Now, this is weird to me that you can put on a solar array on your house and still be grid tied. So there's lots of things I don't know here. You just couldn't do that here in the US. When you put solar up, I guess you could sort of try and do it yourself and not be grid-tied and all that stuff. But here you've got to get it grid-tied, and it's a big pain, and it has to be inspected, and it often will take long time, weeks. And if you add a Tesla Powerwall, for example, it can take months and months before you get signed off on. But at least you know that somebody independent is coming in and checking the work and making sure that all the cutoff switches and stuff work. And so while it is a pain, and while often... Uh, it's a pain to the point where you are probably are correct in assuming local utility would really prefer you not to have solar at all, and so they're going to take their time, thank you very much. At least you can feel pretty good that it's safe, okay? And uh, Australia, hey, is this thing on? What's going on down there? What are you people doing? What's happening? Please explain. Somebody somebody send me an email. What's happening down there in Australia with the old solar? You doing it yourself? And let's go back to China for a second here, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go back to China because there's this new report out by Ming Zhao that says that Tesla is planning on 3,000 units per week in Gigafactory 3. And I thought that that was where it was going to top out. But that apparently is going to be the initial output. That now they're talking about having a 500,000 a year production ramp at the Chinese Gigafactory. 500,000 a year. So, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, if you do the math on that, if they get to full production in China and full production here in the US, we're talking a million cars a year. Muscle manners, maybe a little less. Million a year. Hang on a second. That's a lot of cars. 
That's a tremendous lot of cost. And then if you add Y coming next year, assuming that it doesn't just decimate Model 3 sales, which I think it probably will, at least here in the US, you could add another 500,000 to a million cars a year there. So they could be potentially within a few years doing 2 million a year. Is there the demand for that? I think so. Long term, China, India, US, Europe, Australia, prices keep coming down, batteries get better, longer range or cheaper. Hmm. And then you get your pickup truck in there, assuming that it's not too weird, as Elon has said, it's going to be pretty weird. This is what I've always said, and I say this all the time, and it appears when I'm talking that I'm fluctuating between they're dead, they're alive, they're dead. I'm not sure if Tesla is going to be able to survive the next few years because it needs a lot of capital. But if it does survive the next few years, these are the kind of numbers that make you think this could be a very profitable car company, thank you very much, in addition to all the other things that they're doing. But they still might need to have an Apple or somebody give them a significant chunk of cash to do all this. But I think, you know, they're on the right track and we need them to be on the right track. We need to completely change transportation to electric and then run it on renewables. Have I said that before? I think I may have five or six hundred times. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, my name is Mel Herbert. This show is Elon Daly. It's part of the Talking Tesla network. And uh, talk to you soon. Hurry up.